Blog Talk Radio. Yo, 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 what's going on, man? This is D. Morris, man. Back again with another show. Um, hope everybody out there is doing good. <clears throat> and I apologize if my mic sound a little janky, man. I got an old mic. I don't have my phone with me right now, and I usually do this on my phone. Um, a lot of crazy stuff to get into, man. Most people want to know about... The Aaron Hernandez situation. I just read news about Serena Williams being pregnant. Um, man, um, the NBA playoffs. I've been watching the playoffs too. Um, it's just a lot of news to get into, man. So let's start with this um, Aaron Hernandez situation so I can get this out the way. Um, my thoughts about it, man. Um, some people saying that it's uh, um, it's unusual. It's not nothing you know it's a it's a conspiracy i mean you hear all kind of stuff about this Aaron hernandez death situation but overall my feelings about the situation um i mean it's unfortunate for the family of the person that 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 was killed in the situation it's unfortunate for Aaron hernandez daughter his family who was dragged in the situation i mean it's just rough across the board you know what I'm saying? So, you know, prayers out to those guys. I mean, prayers out to the family, families that was involved. Um, it is unfortunate that it, and unusual that it did happen on the day that the New England Patriots were visiting the White House. Of course, we all know that. Um, there was a couple of um, New England Patriots players who decided not to go to the White House. So, you know, Hey, man, to each his own, to each his own, to each his own. <clears throat> so, like I said, I said my piece on the Aaron Hernandez situation, so we can move forward from that. I really don't have too much to say on it. So, you know, that is what that is. Um, Another thing, man, um, you've got the Serena Williams situation where she's pregnant. I don't know who she was dating or who she was messing with around that time. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't really know. So maybe you guys can tell me or I'll find out after I'm done with this show. Um, what was going on with that? Some people saying she was dating Drake at the time. I mean, like I said, I don't know her. I don't know who she was dating. I probably didn't even care. So, you know, congratulations to her, man. She said, I believe she's 20 weeks pregnant. I mean, somebody can correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. I believe she was 20 weeks pregnant. Um, but again, man, you know, congratulations to her, man. And, you know, kudos to, um, her and her little one, man. I know one thing. Turn it down a little bit. I know another thing. I've been watching the um, NBA playoffs. Sorry, guys. Music. I've been watching the NBA playoffs. And when I say about watching the NBA playoffs, I've actually sat down and watched the NBA playoffs. Like, I've seen it game for game for game. It's been years since I was able to watch the actual 
playoff game. I remember the old times back when it was the Kings versus the Mavericks, and you see Bobby Jackson versus Nick Van Eskel and Mike Bibby and Chris Webber and, of course, Dirk and Ray Friends and all the other, other people, man. I used to, what I'm trying to say is I used to watch the Mavericks and the Kings series, like, game for game. So it kind of took me back to that time, although basketball is not the same as back in the day. But one playoff series that stood out to me personally was, and it has to be, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. The um, Atlanta Hawks. And um, I'm sorry. Man, I don't even know who they played. And the reason why is because the Hawks suck. Let me, give, me, give me time to look at this, man. I'm sorry, y'all. It's the Atlanta Hawks and who else? Yeah, Washington Wizards. How can I forget that? And the Wizards, by the way, I'm rooting for the Wizards to come out to eat. If not Washington, I would love to see Boston come out and play um, to represent the Eastern Conference. I'm kind of, I'm not saying I'm against LeBron James, but I'm kind of done with the LeBron rhetoric about him, comparisons to LeBron James and Jordan and whoever else y'all find. People probably say LeBron James versus God. LeBron would be God, man. If he was on the court with a one-on-one, you know people be talking crazy. Um so, you know, I'm looking for a different team to come out the East, man. I'm, I'm kind of, aren't y'all tired of seeing LeBron James go to the finals every year? You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of getting like that with Golden State, but Golden State is a more uh, intriguing team to watch. If you really think about it and you really look at it, Golden State is a very intriguing team to watch. And I enjoy watching them play and run up and down the court, shoot the threes and play defense. It's just exciting. It's a fast-paced, interactive game that they play compared to the Cavaliers. Like, if I'm watching the Cavaliers, most likely I'm going to turn them off. I mean, what do I need to see LeBron James for? To be honest with you, I'll watch LeBron James just to see how he's going to close out the fourth quarter. <clears throat> Excuse me. Most of all. But there's there's nothing about LeBron James that intrigues me. There's nothing about LeBron James that excites me unless he's dunking or closing out a game. You know what I'm saying? I just can't do that. Unlike Kobe, I was a, I'm a Kobe fan. I became a late Kobe fan, unfortunately. I mean, I always liked him and respected him, but I wasn't like, oh, my God, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't always like that. But until the tail end of his career, I started to really appreciate the greatness that Kobe Bryant displayed on the court. And um, and I, I still remember the, um, the New York uh, Madison Square Garden baseline dunk that Kobe Bryant did. I mean, I, I mean that, that, was all, that was one of my favorite dunks of all time um, when Kobe did do that because I remember watching that game. Um, and it's so crazy, man. I used to watch a lot of, I used to have time, not only that I had time, but I used to enjoy a lot of old NBA games, you know, not too old, but you know, mid nineties, late nineties games. Cause it was fun. It was competitive, man. I was just talking to somebody about the, um, Detroit Pistons, um, when they had Ben Wallace, um, Rashid Wallace, Chauncey Billups, um, Richard Hamilton. I mean, um, they had a lot of players, man, and it was a very exciting time in basketball, man. It was exciting to see that defense that uh, Detroit Pistons displayed. And I think, to be honest with you, I have not seen a team. I don't know if it's league rules or what happened along the way. But um, honestly, I have not seen a team play that kind of defense since. The Detroit Pistons, man. 
And like I said, correct me if I'm wrong. If you're listening to the playback of this show, man, message me. Correct me if I'm wrong. But honestly, I haven't, I haven't seen a team like that since then. So, you know, I miss that kind of basketball and that kind of play because now they're more soft. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see a lot of soft fouls, a lot, a lot of, um, you know, like little stuff that makes this flopping. Like, well, where did that come from? Where did flopping come from? People talking about flopping and and um, I kind of lost my train of thought, man, because I was trying to figure out. I, I was honestly sitting here trying to figure out, have I seen a team play that kind of defense since then? But um, you had LeBron James starting to do this flopping and everybody else doing these false, you know, these uh, falling out and doing these old cheap little weak um, foul calls. I mean, I'm like, man, I kind of it kind of lost me in basketball. So, you know, I say that to say this, but I don't want to lead on to a long drawn conversational talk. But I say that to say this. Basketball is not the same anymore. The defense is not the same anymore. The, the offense is not the same anymore. But you know, we got to do something. I had another conversation with someone about the playoff structure. And I said, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference went away and there was some kind of, um, instead of doing the one and the eight seed, you can keep the seeds. But by records, you don't design, you, you don't, you don't separate the Western and Eastern and Eastern Conference. You bring them both together. And it sounds kind of crazy right now because I haven't really thought it out. But you got your Western Conference and your Eastern Conference. You eliminate that and you just seed the teams by their records. And you go by the best record in the NBA, of course. And you just go on down. You don't, you don't segregate the two. You integrate them. You know, not to sound Civil War-ish or you know, back in the days, but you you do that. I think that's a good idea. I mean, it's something to, it's something to think about, and everybody put their brains together and you know brainstorm it. I mean, I think it'd, it'd be something nice, man. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. So that that's how I feel. I think the playoffs is good. My team, like I said, I haven't touched the Western Conference yet, but the Eastern Conference, I I really want either Washington or Boston to come out the East, and for the West, um, of course, I want San Antonio to come out. But oh man, I, I, I really wouldn't mind like an underdog, like the Oklahoma City Thunder, to come out. But they're looking kind of bad. I ain't gonna say kind of. They're looking pretty terrible because Russell Westbrook just cannot do it by himself. He can't. He can't do it by himself. So you know, that's something else to check out too, man. Um, another thing. Yeah, let me see. Let's talk about the NFL a little bit. And since I'm here in Dallas, we'll talk about the Cowboys, Cowgirls. Um, I'm not even going to say Cowgirls. I'm not even going to stoop that low. I'm just going to talk about the Cowboys. People, I have a good friend of mine that is a Cowboys fan. And let me tell you, man, all these offseason moves, me, me, in my opinion, being a football fan, the Cowboys really didn't lose nobody. Let's be honest. The Cowboys didn't really lose nobody. I guess you could say Barry Church was a loss. I don't think he's a loss. I think you can go out and find somebody just as equal or even as better as him. Excuse me. <laughs> you can find someone as equal as Barry Church or better than Barry Church. He was just mediocre. I mean, you can you can get lost in his statistics, but he was mediocre to me. He was a good team leader on the defense and everything, but 
trust me, there's somebody always think about safeties. In my opinion, to think about safeties in the backfield, there is always someone to replace them with. Unless you're just an elite safety, like you're a, you're so elite, you stand out to the crowd. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's I think they're replaceable. Move on. Um, who did they leave? Um, Morris Claiborne. I love Morris Claiborne when he played for LSU. Unfortunately, I don't like his time in the NFL because he's been injury plagued. But overall, man, speaking. I wish more. I, me personally, I wish Morris Claiborne would have went to the um, Arizona Cardinals. I wish. I don't know if Arizona reached out to Mo or not, but it would have been a nice fit. I mean, you got Tyree Matthew, LSU alumni. You got Patrick Peterson, the leader of the defense, and um, I think you got Kevin Mentor too. He's an LSU guy. You got LSU ties within the um, Arizona Cardinals franchise, so it would have been really great to see. Morris Claiborne joined the crowd. I think he would have been better. I think he would have been good. I think he would have been productive. So it, it, I, I think it would have worked out. Um, but um, Brown, Brown, he's made a name for himself for the Cowboys. So I, I think he really supplements the Morris Claiborne Boyd. Plus he's younger. Um, there's other people I can't really name on the Cowboys, but overall... I'm not here to defend the Cowboys for one. But for two, I don't think they really lost anybody. I think getting rid of Tony Romo or Tony Romo going to CBS was a good thing because that can really focus on that being his team. <clears throat> I would start coughing on here. Dak can really walk in the lead room and demand lead and demand and command the lead the locker room. Instead, because I, I, I know how that is, man. We all been on the job where we were great at it and someone that's been around there for a long time is still around and we know that they're leaving. But they hang around. And it's a sorority type of thing. And we know how it is to come into work and you work with someone that you're going to replace eventually. We know the tension. And we know the stress that they can put on to you. So what I try to say is, man, that can finally feel free. Walking into the Cowboys locker room, building, organization, and be relaxed and know that that is 100% his thing. That's a good feeling. Plus it sends good vibes around the locker room. So hey, good thing for him. I really hate that he was with the Cowboys. I kind of hate that. But I was a Dak fan when he played for um, Mississippi State. I'm an SEC type of guy. Um, so good man. Congratulations to the Cowboys. Man, I think they're gonna do good things. Am I am I gonna sit up here and say they're going to the Super Bowl? Not too sure. But hey, take it a step at a time, Cowboys fans, please. Please take it a step at a time. Because every, every time we, 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 we go through this every year. Let me pause this. We go through this every single year. 
with these. I'm gonna tell you about these Cowboys fans. I, mean, I have to cut the music for a second. We go through this every single year. Every time the Cowboys, every time, every no matter if y'all win or losing, I'm not sounding like I'm not giving my stuff to Stephen A. Smith or nothing like that. I'm actually co-signing it every year. Excuse me. Every year, the Cowboys fans always say Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. Cool, cool. That's cool. You got confidence in your team. That's good. But please sit back and be realistic. Now, Steve A. Smith will say, y'all need to dwell in y'all losses or whatever whatever he says. I I don't agree with that. All I'm saying is when the season come up, just have respect. You know, stop being immature about your uh, projections and your predictions. Stop being immature. That's what it is. Y'all are immature about your projections of a team. Y'all just had a good year last year. Let it ride. Be cool. That's one of them under-the-radar come-ups, man. Be cool. Be under the radar. Stop freaking shooting for the moon every season. Every year y'all shoot for the moon. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you ride with your team, but be realistic, too. I'm a Saints fan myself, and I'll cover them in another show. I'll probably talk about them a little bit um, in a second because I got only 12 minutes left for the show. But I'm just saying, Cowboy fans, man, just please, Cowboy Nation, just be realistic with your predictions. Um, Be realistic with your projections and be respectful, man. Just be respectful. That's why y'all don't get no respect because y'all not respectful. Now, you see all these moves the Patriots have made this offseason, and they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and we know how hard it is to win a Super Bowl back-to-back, but the Patriots look very promising to do that. And speaking to the Patriots, let me segue into it. I see Malcolm Butler today signed his um, restricted free agency contract, which opens up him. You can cut the music back on. Which opens up him to be traded to the New Orleans Saints. I'm sorry. To a team. It opens up the possibility for Malcolm Butler to be traded to a team. And that, you know, I like that. I like that. We all know, of course, the team is a team that are more, that are more likely to pick up Malcolm Butler is the New Orleans Saints. All the thing about that is the Patriots are very smart. And I knew that they was going to come for that 11th pick, although they traded us. The 32nd pick They want Our 11th pick Um Do I honestly think The 11th pick Is good enough To get Malcolm Brown I mean I'm sorry Malcolm Butler No I I don't think that's a good trade It's not a It's not a fair trade It's not a fair trade to me I'm sorry to get Malcolm Butler for the 11th pick of the draft is not a fair trade to me. There are so many other talented players you can pick up for cheap. Then Malcolm Butler. Now, this might sound crazy, but I would trade that 11th pick. Oh, take that back. I would trade and somebody pull up the, the Saints 2017 draft picks so I can have a clear view on what the Saints have to work with. Somebody pull that up for me, please. Because I'm going to tell you what I would do. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. The 2017 pick. Okay, the New Orleans Saints. Here's a breakdown of the New Orleans Saints selection. We have a first. We have two first rounders, 11 to 32nd pick. Then we have a second round, third round, two two threes, a six and a seven. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this. What I would do, I would trade for Richard Sherman. <laughs> I'm sorry, I would. Yeah, I would. I would trade for Richard Sherman. Um, I'll try to get a player. I would trade my second and my two threes for Richard Sherman and keep the two ones. Because if I trade my second and my two threes, hopefully they'll bite for it. But I would trade my second round pick and my two threes for Richard Sherman. I would. And probably a next a next year's second. I would. Because Richard Sherman has already established himself as an elite corner. Not saying Malcolm Butler is not an elite corner, but Richard Sherman is more established, man. I, I, I would take that chance with him. You know what I mean? I would take that chance. I, 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 I would roll my dice on that. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah that, yeah, that sounds crazy, but I'll do it. Well, wait, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Um, people tell me that when I tell people that they say, "Oh, Malcolm Butler is younger. He's more talented. He's this. He's that." Oh well, I think he's going to be a cornerback. That he's good. He'd be great with his own and everything. But I think he's a cornerback that's going to fall off. You got to look at that. You got to think about that. I think it's going to fall off. I want somebody that's. I mean, Richard Sherman's been to two Super Bowls and won one. He's in the, he's an established cornerback. So I, I, I would do that. Another thing um, that we need—I I just think the Saints need to dig into defense. We need—we need defense, defense, defense. And I don't know what happened with the Adrian Peterson workout, but it would have been nice to have him on the team, paired up with Mark Ingram. But maybe it was a contract situation because from what I hear, um, Adrian Peterson thinks he's a ten to twelve million dollar player a year. We all know that that—we <laughs> all know that ain't true. You know what I mean? Adrian Peterson, he's not a $10, $12 million a year player. He may be a six to $7 million a year, but come on, man. You got to put your pride to the side, man. You got to. Um, so my record for the Saints this season, um, I do believe, and I just got off the tangent in the rant about the Cowboys talking about Super Bowl, um, I said, you know, I think us, I, I know that we're going back to the playoffs, but we have a tough division, man. I mean, we got the Carolina Panthers. We have Tampa Bay, who has gotten better with Deshaun Jackson. Not just him, but other moves that they've made, too. We got the Buccaneers. We have the um, Carolina Panthers. And we had the um, Atlanta Falcons, who just left from the Super Bowl, who's on their way, possibly back to the Super Bowl to seek revenge. And um and they just got um and shout out to the Atlanta Falcons, man. They have um Mercedes Benz Superdome. Superdome. The Mercedes Benz um stadium, which is a very nice stadium if you haven't looked at it. If you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. You need to Google it. Oh, I know that they're gonna try to act a act a donkey this year. Um What else we got, man? 
Okay. So some another. The reason why I keep pausing is because I don't have that much time. I'm used to having an hour shows. I'm trying to cram everything in once. But um, <laughs> excuse me. And I'm a little um under the weather. Um, I guess I'll just finish five minutes. We got five minutes left on the show. So what I will say is, in the future, what we will do, and what I am going to do with this show, man, we're going to re, we're going to um, I'm calling renovation. I'm going through this show renovation. The show is not the D Morris show no more. Although you see the picture, it's not the D Morris show anymore. It's actually a nameless podcast right now. Um. What I will do and what I can promise to the fans is that we will do a renovation for the show. We're going to um, we're going to move it to a live visual feed. I'm going to try to make this show more um, phone friendly to where to the point to where if you can't catch the show or if you want to see the show live, you can look on your phone. You can see it on YouTube. You can see the broadcast. You can chat. You can see it on the Ustream. You can call in, you can listen, whatever, man. Whatever you prefer and whatever um, you like, I'm going to do it. So, you know, I got my um, I got my boy Jay Guns, I got my boy Edmund. We're going to do it. We're going to be on the show. We're going to talk about many things. We're going to talk about what you want to talk about. And overall, we're going to make it um, fan-friendly is what I like to call it. So, you know, man, this this show right here is just my startup. This is um, shaking off the rust. And I didn't want to shake off the rust just talking to myself. I wanted to shake off the rust by going live and listening to what I, because I'm going to play back this show, listening to what I said and listening to the background of the music. So I'm actually shaking off the rust and I'm trying this show out with you all. So most people don't really do that. They just do it to themselves. And they're like, okay, I need to do this. No, nah, I'm going to be here with the fans. I'm going to be here with y'all. So, you know, just let me know what feedback you have. Just let me know what you want to talk about. Just let me know the times that you will prefer the show to be on. Or days. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. But just let me know what you thought of the show. Email me at dmoreshow at gmail.com, please. And remember, man, you can always catch this show. Just subscribe to Blog Talk Radio. Look up the D. Morris Show. Subscri- subscribe. Look at it. Check it out, man. Let me know how you feel. And let me know what you got to say. Till then, I'm D. Morris. And we're out. Smile.